Hey there, I'm Alan Furstenberg. And I'm Mark Tucker, and welcome to Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. How you doing, Mark? Oh, doing well. I'm I'm kind of doing something a little bit different over here than my typical voice stuff. I'm looking at chatbots. Chatbots. And, well, okay, that's not too far off of voice stuff. What are... Uh... How, how how do you see them as different from chatbot or different from voice, I guess, is the question. How do you define well, a chatbot? <laughs> well, that's that's interesting because I was I was thinking about it, and this is this is overly simplistic, but I would say that a voice assistant um is basically a chatbot that has audio in, input with uh speech recognition and uh text-to-speech with audio output added on either end. So, so the the voice one has additional modalities from from a text chatbot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll buy that. So, you know, thinking about it though, you know, I think about some of the chatbots that are in like um, Slack, for example, and you know, mm-hmm. they've got some different characteristics. They're sometimes they're more command line or have more of a command line feel to them. Um. But they don't have to. You're right. They can be much more natural language in some cases. Yeah. So, and 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 I think maybe the first one of the first things to talk about is is like channels. You saw you mentioned Slack. So, you could put a chat bot on all kinds of different places. Oh, yeah. It could it could be Slack. It could be text. It could you know SMS. It could be um, Facebook. It you know it could be on a website. It could be in a mobile app. There there's lots of different places that you could do that which got me down a little bit of a rabbit hole about the history. So I was looking mostly at Microsoft technology. I hadn't looked at that lately and kind of was like, what are the different chatbot uh, or generally bot solutions that are available uh, for Microsoft, which led me to um, a reference to um, BotKit, which then referenced kind of like, oh, you know, BotKit came out uh, let's see in 2015, and then it was acquired by Microsoft in 2018, and then that started thinking to me like, oh, that was kind of like the era of acquiring yeah. open source or um, you know other systems. Out that's you know the same time frame where uh, Facebook acquired Wit.ai. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Same one and, where kind of and when know, Google acquired API.ai and later renamed yeah. it to Dialogflow. Yeah. Yeah, so this, I'm just kind of like, wow, those are kind of like the the early days, and that's kind of when I first started learning about uh, voice and Alexa and kind of getting involved with things. And so, even though this is voice devs, I think you know chatbots are kind of a, a close cousin, and there's lots of similarities uh, um, that can be drawn from 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 both of those. Uh, no, definitely. I mean, you know, considering in the early days of um, of Google's. Uh, with the assistant, one of your options was to use Dialogflow, and Dialogflow itself was was kind of billing itself as you know, developed for all of these platforms, ranging from you know the assistant to Slack to you know, you know, do everything through this platform. Right. Um, well, we'll have to talk about Dialogflow and, and where it is now some other time. Not not tonight, I don't think, <laughs> but some other time. <laughs> yeah, sure. So. Um... I'll just kind of uh, share with you some of the things that I've learned. Um, there is just a lot going on 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 the Microsoft side as far as bots and kind of a history and maybe even an evolution of things. So, like one, uh, the first thing I I saw was uh, you know Microsoft's bot framework um, SDK, 
And that's a that's a code solution, and that's that's kind of a lot closer to what I'm used to using something uh, like Jovo that I'm, I'm I'm using that can be used for both voice and chatbots mm-hmm. or even uh, Alexa Skills Kit um, that's specific for Alexa Skills, but the, they kind of have the same fill fill to them. It's a code approach. There's uh, there multiple language platforms to choose from. Um, you can do uh, you know C sharp, um, you know dot, you know .NET stuff. You can do JavaScript. They also have uh, Java and um, what is the other one? Is it Python? Yes, but those are actually being deprecated at the end of this year. So they're really only focusing on the .NET and JavaScript SDKs for the Microsoft Bot framework. That that's not too surprising, I suppose, given Microsoft and you know what's what's commonly used out there. Yeah. Um, and again, the, now now these frameworks, they're do they need to run on Azure? Can you just run them in your own server, and it's just you know it's a it's an HTTPS call or how does it work? Yeah, so you can you can host um, this bot, uh, Microsoft Bot Service Bot, anywhere. Um, it's so it's very similar to um, how you can host, uh, you know, Alexa Skills and, and okay, whatnot. so you can so, set up a webhook, but, but likely you'll you'll do it in Azure, um, and uh, and then there's the Azure Bot Service, which is kind of the service inside of Azure that says you know connect this bot code at this endpoint to this channel or channels, which could be Slack or Messenger or, you know. Oh, interesting. Web, okay. Or, so so it's kind of uh, kind of the registration and and, um, and connection of channels to to a bot is is, is kind of what the, the bot service gives you. Now, if you're wanting to do some sort of natural language processing or um, understanding for your, your bot, then that would be where you would use something like Microsoft Luis. Um, which has been around for a number of years. I, was gonna, I, I remember Luis. Um, but it's actually getting deprecated itself, and they're moving to something called Azure Cognitive, Cognitive Services um, for language. Oh, and that's interesting. So, now, now, if I remember Luis correctly, it, it mostly worked as the NLU layer, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so that's, that's kind of how you would make... Um, the bot understand more what you're saying as opposed to being kind of like specifically command driven or, or something that you've get, you get some variations mm-hmm. and you can type different things that it would understand and same and, type of things, figure out the intent and the, the entities that is, right. is come up with slot, do the slot filling or, yeah, you know, that, ident- that fill, yeah, identify slots and fill them in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, that's kind of, you know, very, very similar or, you know, comfortable for the type of stuff that I've, I've used to, to doing, um, but I don't know. Then it then it gets a little then it kind of gets a little bit different. Um, the there's also a tool that you can download called the Bot Framework Composer, and it's kind of a diagramming tool, but it generates a code project. But I haven't gotten into it enough to understand what what the code is that they're generating off of this this. Uh, composer diagramming tool. Now, when you say it's a diagramming tool, are we talking like um, a, a state machine, a, a conversation flow type diagramming tool? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you know, something like what what you would expect to see like in voice flow or like a flow chart or, you know, with conditional branching and, and some yeah, stuff. Okay. So, so that's, I think they're, they're trying to address, you know, the, you can do this if you're a developer, but maybe there's also some tools where 
you don't have to be such a you know powerful or you know experienced uh, developer to to do it. But that's that's not really the main focus of the composer. But it's it well you know. it it sounds like and and this is me without seeing the composer. It sounds like it's addressing some of what Dialogue Flow is addressing as well with their latest version, which was addressing kind of what Voice Flow was doing. Yeah, and that's have these you know these conversational flows, these conversational states. Um, and make it so that you didn't need to be a developer, but that you could be a designer that was managing the conversation flow. I, I don't have a, yeah, yeah. a better way to put yeah. it, honestly. <laughs> um, you know, so it sounds like that's what the composer is trying to do. Yeah, and and then integrate in in some way with the back end. Yeah, but I don't. I, I'm not sure if it's more configuration that's being saved to these files and then there's mm -hmm. kind of like you know things that are reading this json file or whatever it is that's 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 you know representative of what you did on the the diagramming canvas and then kind of figure that out or so i'll have to do that a little bit more research on that if if you know if you're got experience if you're watching this and you have more experience with uh specifically the bot framework composer uh would love to hear some additional comments and feedback and you know insights from you on that but that's that's kind of how the the bot framework sdk works now with uh chatbots you can have text response right um mm -hmm. but you can also have um some sort of a ui um some sort of like cards or carousels or um quick replies or you know Little, I don't know what you what what they would Car would call them uh, widgets. In some some cases, might call right them widgets. widgets. You know, sometimes checkboxes, sometimes yeah. you know, simple, for, very simple forms. I mean, these aren't meant for yeah. complicated forms, though. So um, I or I'd sending back across, images. You know, just just yeah, simple Im card stuff. Yeah, images, but but it could be even more complex. Like, oh, I'm going to represent a a flight status. Like, here's the two city and the from, and you got an airplane icon, and you've got you know, different sizes, fonts and the the airport code and, you know, you know, or it could be a weather app that has an icon that that represents what the, the weather is like and temperature. And but so it can get a little bit fancy. Um, and I've I had come across this years ago as well, uh, but just then, you know, found it again when we're when I was looking at this. The stuff is um, this website from Microsoft called Adaptive Cards. Now, interestingly enough, Adaptive Cards in some ways looks like APL. You have these, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I was like, and yet another um, technology, but you can you know, define the, here's a layout and it's gonna be a column layout and you're gonna have an image here and you're gonna have a font with this. And it has this ability to um, have, have a data payload that then is is bound. So you do data binding um, using this data binding syntax. There's even this uh, special one called when, which you can use for conditional. Um, you know, if you're going to conditionally show something or hide something. So I'm like, hmm, this is this is very interesting. That <laughs> so that, that that's, aye, aye. yeah, that's that's kind of the the whole the, the whole thing I found out about specifically about the bot framework. Do you have any questions? I don't know if I'll bail answer. That was that's kind of so, the level I was researching it at. But I, I I think I guess one of the questions I have about the the cards especially is 
what clients are they meant to work with? You know, because we talked about the fact that mm -hmm. there are multiple, you know, when, when you're dealing with a bot, one of the good things is that you can do multiple integrations from SMS, which has no, you know, you've got text and you're lucky. Yeah. Or, you know, to Slack, which has some some rich media to it. Or, you know, in some cases, you could go create your own website integration and, you know, maybe do whatever you want when a message comes in. Yeah, so they're okay. So I, I, I haven't looked that up, but I, on this, there's this Adaptive Cards SDK. They've got um, JavaScript listed, .NET WPF, .NET HTML, Windows UWP, Android, and iOS. Hmm, okay. Um, so I would think that those would be all the different platforms where you could um, render these. And, I'm, and there's probably you know, different versions so, so that um, would suggest certainly it means that if you're building your own chat client to work with it, that yeah. you're able to render whatever you want, however you want. Yeah. That's that's pretty powerful. Yeah. So it's it's kind of um I think very similar to what um what was you know was trying to be achieved by um, Alexa presentation language, though it's yeah, obviously it's Alexa specific, but can work on across multiple Echo Show devices. Um, so I think it's taking that and then saying, well, but we also have HTML and you also have this, and you also have that. So um, you can render APL in like a website. That's what <laughs> APL.ninja does. Yeah. Um, so I, I I think in some ways there there are there's a lot of similarities. It's just that there hasn't necessarily been an interest in bringing the APL to a, a broader audience of, of platforms yet. Well, I think also Amazon likes the control. You know, they're able oh, to yeah. say, yeah. you know, we're we're doing this for these screen sizes and we don't need to support other screen sizes. And when we support another screen size, then we'll roll out the new version of APL. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, they're very much in control. And this seems like maybe it's a little bit more more open. Yeah. Um, so, But that's not the only bot solution that you have if you're wanting to work with Microsoft. <laughs> this, this, this sounds like Google. Okay. So um, I'll kind of go to one extreme. Um, so if you want to do something with... Um, in the medical healthcare area, there is an Azure Health Bot, and it's so it's a completely different product. And this, uh, this does sound like Google, okay? Yeah, and when you create an Azure Health Bot, you get a, a like a portal, a web portal where you can go and manage, you, you can control it, and there's there's built-in scenarios. So it's once again, it's a low-code tool that it's got a diagram. You know, a different diagramming tool that allows you to lay out the different flows of different things, and um, there are some built-in scenarios. So, like if you want to do a triage or symptom checker, like, hey, I've got a headache and my you know back hurts or something like that, then it's like, oh, da, 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 and then ask you different questions and and walk you through there. Um, or it could even be like a, a mental health checkup. Um, there's a built-in scenario for that where it will ask you some different questions based on certain questionnaires. All that is is when you when you say I want one of these built-in scenarios, it lays and splats out the whole 
uh, diagram for you for that. So it's pre-made. It's got some um, pre-made NLU stuff in it. Yeah. Hang on a second. You just said lays out a whole diagram for you. So what is this again? Another conversation flow tool? Yes, it is. Yet another conversation flow tool. Okay. I mean, yeah. So you can do health information like tell me about diabetes or what is, you know, valley fever or, you know, right. Uh-huh. Um, you can do a find a doctor type, which means like what's what kind of doctor um, treats diabetes? And they'll tell you, oh, uh, that is such and such. Um, and there's some COVID ones built in. Um, but you can do your own custom scenario. So you can take those diagrams and add your own bubbles and you know okay. arrows and 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 build out uh, things like you know with your health plan. You know, what are the options with my health plan? What are, what, what's my coverage limits? What's my, you know, family maximum, whatever. You can find doctors or providers. You can schedule appointments. So you've got a lot of flexibility. I don't know about a lot of flexibility. You've got a lot the ability to do custom scenarios. I just don't know how easy that would be. There are some advantages, you know, when you, when you're targeting a tool like um, this, then you're not, you're obviously not targeting the development community. You're to tar- yeah. You're trying to target like the HR department or your, you know, the customer service service department or, or you know, well, again, like yeah, you're, you're going into a low code scenario. Yeah. So, you know, presumably there's, you, you get to do a lot of the design and at some point you're going to hit a wall and call in a developer to integrate with your design. Yeah. But that's that's interesting. So that they they created a product that 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 is that narrow. Yeah, but I guess it's understandable why it is that narrow. I mean, health is something that uh, you know requires extra uh, regulation and care and security. Yeah, and, at PII, least the US, PHI, so, yeah. HIPAA. Um, so yeah, and it's very it's, it's very specific. You know, health bot because. Um, the, the third thing we'll talk about, um, power virtual agents, there's actually a whole half page disclaimer is like, this is not to be used for a health situation. This is not to be integrated with 911. This is not, you know, it's it's very much saying, do not use this for health care. So there's, um, there's probably some things on the back end on how data is stored and whatnot. That's, yeah. that's very specifically health in the Azure Health Bot that's not necessarily in the in the other scenario. So any other questions on Azure Health Bot? No. All right. The last one is this is the kind of the new kit on the block. It is Power Virtual Agents. And it is a no code to start kind of low code tool. Okay. But um I need to research it a little bit more, but it's it's yet again a different diagramming tool where you can um, you know create your different flow paths and different things for for your chatbot. Um, but th- there was a part where it, it said that it can integrate with Azure Cognitive Services and Bot Framework. So seems like maybe they're making a way that you can do the easy stuff in this tool and then maybe some customizations or some of the flows that are more complicated, you can integrate with bot framework. I haven't, I haven't explored that, that, that side of things, but at least that's what, you know, the, 
the language in this video uh, indicated is is that you could integrate those things into it. So you can start off with, you know, and I and I actually even just went through and created a very simple like uh, um, store office uh, store open hours for something um, with Power Virtual Agent. It was it was you know pretty easy to do, but once again, what do you do when you have more you know complex scenarios and mm-hmm. and things that uh, that makes it more challenging. Um, it also is is integrated with. I guess there's a whole power platform that that uh, that yeah, Microsoft has, and uh, and there's connectors that for other like backend systems. So this is so you've got you can use all the same channels that you had for the the Azure Azure Bot framework. So you've got a lot of different um, channels on the beginning of like how you can get the input into your uh, virtual agent, and then you might want to talk to some backend system, you know, various backend systems, and there's connectors uh, for helping you integrate with that. So, um, and it's kind of targeted towards these these power multidisciplinary teams where, um, you know, you might have just one dev or a part-time dev on it, but you've got, you know, business subject matter experts and, you know, content creators and, and things like that on there. Um, and so it's more targeted towards those types of teams as opposed to, um, you know, like a, a development team handing it off to a, mm-hmm. um, to some other team. Okay. So lots of different options that you're still weeding through, it sounds like. Yeah, no, and it's it's been, you know, a number of hours of, well, installing things, uh, trying stuff out, watching videos, reading through documentations. It's 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 a little bit overwhelming when you're like, Hey, what can Microsoft do when it comes to bots? Then you're just kind of like, and having to come through it. So that's why, kind of, why I felt like it was it would be good to, you know, it's it's still fairly high level, and it, but it would be a good introduction to other developers to just understand what's out there on the Microsoft side of things. Yeah, no, and we don't talk about Microsoft and and Azure nearly enough. You know, we um we do yeah. tend to to hover around. Uh, Amazon and, and Google a lot, and it's important to know that Microsoft is in in the same space in some of these parts. Yeah, very much so, and you know, and that's kind of like my life before um, Alexa was was you know decades of of Microsoft development. <laughs> so uh, it, it was kind of fun to, to 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 go back to that and and see what Microsoft's doing. They're, you know, you know, good company. They've got um, you know smart people working on some of these same problems. Yeah. So it sounds like this is going to be something we'll be visiting again in the future, and uh, you know we'll probably also take a look at what what Google's doing with Dialogflow and some of its other components, and uh, probably at some point revisit what Amazon is doing for for these components as well. So if folks have uh, have thoughts on any of this, you know have have experience with any of it, certainly love to hear what your experience have been. Love to hear your perspective. Uh, can find us on on Twitter, LinkedIn comments below all the usual locations um anything else mark nope just uh thanks for watching thanks for listening and we'll catch you on another episode of two voice devs two voice devs take care everyone hope you have a good week all right take care